Yes, your boy Crypto Blood, and welcome to another kick in the session. Today I've got the great man. He's been doing his thing on YouTube, on online as an alt media uh, magnet. Gerald Salente. He is the publisher of the Trends Journal. Guys, welcome him to the show. Thanks for joining me, Gerald. I appreciate you coming on today. How are you? I'm doing well. Vote, yeah. vote for me, Mr. Boogie, right? Yeah, Mr. Boogie's going to put rhythm in the White House and all the squares have got to go. That's him. That's what we're listening to today. Uh, Connie Jordan Quartet, vote for Mr. Boogie. I like that one. That's who I'm voting for. Yeah, yeah. And you yeah. know what else Mr. Boogie's going to do? What's that? He's going to go to every city, make a speech in every town, kiss everybody's baby when their daddy's not around. So vote for Mr. Boogie. <laughs> well, how are you, man? And how um, I, I kind of want to first, because this is your first time on the show, kind of give uh, the audience, most should know you that, that follow me, um, most should know you, but kind of give us a little bit of uh, history about yourself, about the Trends Journal. How long have you been doing it? Over 30 years now? No, actually, we, we began the business in uh, 1981. It's oh, almost wow. 40 I was years eight, now. I was born in 85. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> wow. the Trends Journal from 1991 okay. went from a quarterly to a monthly, and now it's a weekly. And um, I began my career running political campaigns in Westchester County, in richest counties in America, mm-hmm. as the assistant to the Secretary of the New York State Senate, designed and instructed American politics and campaign technology at St. John's University. And was a chief government affairs specialist for a major segment of the chemical industry back in the 70s. And I was in D.C. and Chicago, living there in those days. So I know what the inside looks like. Mm. And, uh, and so I got my, my um, training. I was also the assistant to the secretary of the New York State Senate. So I got to be on the other side. So I know what that other side looks like. And that's what allows me to be a political atheist and see things the way they are and not the way I want them to be. Right. And the system I developed is called global nomic. So what happens is opportunity misses those who view the eyes through the world of their profession. So they don't see all the interconnecting things. So economists look basically at economics, but they don't look a lot at geopolitics, social change, environmental change, health change, on and on and on. So we have a global nomic system, and that means making connections between different fields. And when you turn on the news, all you do is get what happened in a very propagandized way. Right. When you read the Trends Journal, you find out what happened, what it means, where it's going, and what you could do to prepare for it. Mm-hmm. So they're only looking at the past, we look at the future. Nice, now speaking of looking at the future, um, I'm starting to get into like, I've, I've just always had a knack for being able to forecast things. Like when I was in college, I didn't want to go to college to be honest with you, because I saw, um, I was always, I always been a techie type of kid, you know, was programming at a young age, but by the time I got to college and I was going to college for software engineering, I'm like, man, I, I just, I'm learning so much more on just going on Google. You know, my, my professor is teaching me things 
from 10 years ago when I can go online and learn it, you know, what's relevant right now. So I was, you know, I was very resistant to the, to the whole idea of getting a college degree for what I was going to school for. I, I believed I could do that and learn it. And I was, I was learning it on my own online, but I saw that, that this whole college thing was going to be a, a hot mess. This was back in 03. I'm like, this is going to be a hot mess. And now that's unfolding. Um, I want to talk to you about AI and how that's disrupting and uh, eliminating human capital as well. So the, the need for workers, that, that's going away. That's something I thought about many, many years ago. But I bring all that up to say, like, you're a forecaster, right? Is that what you would consider yourself? Yes, trend forecaster. A trend forecaster, right. So that's a whole, I don't know if people actually know this, but that's a whole uh, industry. That's a real industry. Like people, I think many times don't take forecasters seriously, but it's a skill that you have to um, hone, right? So how did you get into that whole space and into and, and forecasting? And do you consider yourself a, a super forecaster? <laughs> Oh, by the deeds you shall know them. And when I, you know, I, I'm the author of, you know, a number of books, you know, mm -hmm. Trends 2000, this book here, you talked about going online and learning. Mm -hmm. I wrote mm -hmm. about Interactive U. I called it Interactive University. This book was written in 1996. Wow. Yeah. Uh, trends, this is another one, Trend Tracking, Far Better Than Megatrends, Time Magazine. So I've been at this a lot of years. The way I, I did it, this is my favorite book. It's called What Zizzy Gave Honey Boy, a true story about love, wisdom, and the soul of America. I and, saw you um, talking about that on your re uh, most recent uh, video. Uh, and mm -hmm. so the way I learned it is by when I mentioned to you I was in D.C. and the mm -hmm. Iranian war was breaking out, the mm -hmm. uh, overthrow of the Shah. And I knew about how the United States overthrew the democratically elected government of Mosaddegh in 1953 because he nationalized the oil and the UK and the United States were behind the overthrow. Matter of fact, it was Kermit Roosevelt, uh, Theodore Roosevelt's grandson that staged the coup in Iran. So when the revolution started happening in the late seventies and having been in DC for a number of years and Jimmy Carter came back from visiting the Shah on New Year's Eve and coming back New Year's day and saying that the Shah was the island of stability in the Middle East. And there's a saying we used to have in the Bronx, BS has its own sound. And I knew this thing was going down by the size of the riots. So I started investing in gold and oil futures. So mm. while people were caught up in the, in the hatred of what was going on without knowing the facts, I knew what the implications would be. So I realized that current events form future trends and you look at them for the way that you want them you're not going to see them, but if you look at them for the way they're going to be and try to figure out where it's going, you can profit from it, you can avoid loss. So I started again, gambling in the futures market, not knowing what I was doing. And I began buying gold and oil futures and made enough money to quit my job and realizing that there was nothing that you, they don't, nobody teaches how to mm -hmm. look ahead. Mm -hmm. So that's when I began the Trends Research Institute. Yeah, so I've uh, I've got the site your site up right now, guys. It's trendsresearch.com. Check it out. He's got a like you said a journal. He's putting out weekly now. I didn't know you were doing it weekly back when yeah. I was uh when I first I found you on YouTube maybe in 2012, 
ish somewhere around there um because at that point you know 08 happened and and really that's kind of when i took my whole journey down the path of alt media and just you know finding out what's real and what's not and um so that's that's great that that you kind of hone your skills in that manner and uh that you're doing a great job and i really appreciate and i think many of us appreciate your work in this industry so tell us about i want to get into some of the like geopolitical but first the fed what is going on i'm calling it the power put now you know we used to have used to call it the greenspan put the power put what is this market i think just hit another uh slight high it's, it's really kind of peaking out i think but what is going on with the federal reserve gerald and where do we go from here i feel like they're in a corner we've got the repo markets that's a hot mess they're not telling us exactly what's going on they're not being transparent the only thing they are telling us is that it's not qe kind of give us your feedback on that whole situation well to call them the federal reserve is disrespectful for who they are mm. they're they're a, a bankster gang that's mm -hmm. all this is they're a gang there's no federal reserve there's federal as everyone knows it listens to what you're doing there's federal as federal express the mm -hmm. private banks that just own this deal and they're printing up digital money backed by nothing and printed on nothing so that the addicted gamblers on wall street could keep their habit going yep. and they're dumping in 120 billion dollars a day into the repo market so that allows the gamblers to get money cheap and go gamble the next day and they're not calling it qe4 they're calling it nothing and they're dump buying 60 billion dollars worth of treasuries a month they're a gang and america and people you know they're arguing with the new you know, the Democrats will turn it into a socialist country. Well, it's not a capitalist country. It's a fascist country. The merger of state and corporate powers. I agree. In capitalism, there's no such thing as too big to fail. Mm -hmm. But in America, there is. The Federal Reserve dumped in over $29 trillion into the markets following the panic of 08, according to the Levy Institute at Bard College. No, so this but, is one big scam mm -hmm. and all they're doing is they're shooting this money into the system to keep the drug addicts going the money addicts and yes. it's a it's a it's a habit they're 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 addicts it's funny though because you know i was talking to someone and we were kind of debating about china and comparing and contrasting their economic situation um yes they're a communist country absolutely but it's like, man, um, at least when they're printing money, it's going into infrastructure. They're building stuff. They, they're, you know, they're building empty cities, but at least they're doing that. With us, we're not, all that money is going to Wall Street. You know, like when, when will we wake up in America to, um, to kind of start a revolt against this? I don't think we'll wake up at all. America is a gutless country. And you see the people arguing, they, who, they love the, Dumbo craps are the repulsive kids, both murderers and thieves by their records. Mm -hmm. I mentioned too big to fail and all the other dirty trillions of dollars of dirty deals they do. And they take us to war based on lies and murder people all over the earth. So they're just disgusting people and, and most people vote for them. Mm -hmm. So there's no third party movements. There's no independent movements in this country. 
And until that happens, nothing's going to change. It's only it's, going to go down. It's, it's designed that way, though, right? Gerald? No, it's not. It's not designed that way. It's to mm. me, it's just gutless people uh, losing their courage. And it begins in school. It's brainwashing right in kindergarten. And now you just heard this Kamala Harris that's running for president. Mm -hmm. She wants to extend the school hours another three hours. Could you imagine suffering? suffering in school for another three hours. I hated every day of school. And then you and then you look at the, they just had this thing in Chicago and they had a teacher's strike. And I'm all against public servants striking. I'm paying you salary. Right. You got it? You don't want the job, don't take it. Mm -hmm. I'm paying you salary. I'm all in favor of private institutions. All of those corporations, businesses, strike your heart out. Don't strike on my dime. Right. Anyway, one of the big platforms they want bringing in are more nurses and more social service to deal with the traumatic conditions that children are going through. And now I got a moron that's running for president, like the other morons, not to be selective or right. say because she's a woman or because she's black. <laughs> no, they're all scum to me. Yeah. yeah. White, black, green, right. yellow, any color you I want. I agree. Race, creed, color, makes no different, gender, good and bad comes in all of them. She wants to extend the school day another three hours, you ready? So people could work longer. Wow. So now, I wonder why you have all these traumatic things. Couldn't be because as soon as you have a baby and it's six weeks old, you shuffle they, the kid off yeah. to a stranger that's making minimum wage and no mommy is there. So maybe the kids are going through some traumatic, no, Salenti, what's wrong with you? We gotta work. We gotta work. We gotta work. Screw the kids. The hell with the kids. We gotta work. <laughs> All right? Yeah. Insane. Insane. Yeah, Insane. Three, I, didn't, I didn't hear, I didn't know about that one. Yeah, just three, read it three yesterday. Hour. That's and I insane. would be, I would be dead. I would be dead if my mother may her soul rest in peace wasn't at home when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. I mean, one time I split my head open twice, you know, rushing me to the hospital unconscious, on and on and on. You know, you have a parent there, so the parent raises you, not perfect strangers. Well, they are perfect strangers. They passed a test. You know, maybe they didn't. And big deal that they did. They passed the test. They have the love and emotion of a parent. Of course they do. What's wrong with you, Salenti? So the whole society's going down. Look what they're doing to these kids, putting them through all these drills, on and on and on, in case somebody comes in. So they have everybody in fear and terror. Mm. Yeah, it's, it seems like And to like show it's... you the stupidity of the education system, these are the same morons, these are the same arrogant, stupid people that we pay all this dough to, that high had my generation hiding on the desks in case the atom bomb went off. Like that's gonna save your life. Oh, and don't look at the flash they used to say when the bomb went off. That's the morons that are now doing the same kind of drills. The same ignorant low lives that had fear and terror running through little kids' minds and hearts and souls, having us hiding under a desk like that was gonna stop ya if an atom bomb went off.
That is the level of stupidity from the president down in a country near you. Yeah. So, I mean, with that being said, um, what are your, what are your thoughts about China? Um, I, I have mixed feelings about them. I, I know there's a lot of st bad stuff going on over there. You got a lot of harvesting of, of organs, you know, the communist system over there, but you know, how, was, dare, how dare you condemn the communist system? We're doing business with them. That, well, it's that's okay what I was, to do business That's with what them. I was going to say. Like, Oh, our, yeah, the commies when I grew up and was draft age, we got to stop them commies in Vietnam. Those dominoes are going to keep falling. And before you know it, they'll be falling on California. So they start a war to kill the commies. But it's okay for the slimers to do business with them. Hey, we could use the cheap labor, bring back the product over here and make a lot of money. That's the sickness of what I'm telling you about. Yeah, yeah. That's what I was wondering. Like, who's really, like, we're no better. If you really think about it, we're no better than them. You got it. And matter of fact, the United States has murdered a lot more people than they do. But give it time. They may catch up. Here, the 20th <laughs> century was the American century. The yeah. 21st century is the Chinese century, as we see it. They got, why do you think they're rebelling in Hong Kong? Because they know what life will be under the Chinese. They can't yeah. stand the Chinese people when they started coming in like this. That's why and, they're burning and doing, destroying every Chinese thing and, they can and, around and, them. And our, isn't China kind of uh, trying to take over prematurely anyway? Don't they have a couple more years before this is uh, supposed to be handed off or what, what's going no, on? No, they have, no, they have, it's, they have it's it now. 40, it's 40 years since 1997. Okay. 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 So what do you think is going to happen with that? Oh, they're going to put it down, but they're going to be very careful about it because they need Hong Kong as their Asian banking hub. That's what it is. It's mm -hmm. the banking center of Asia and China doesn't want to lose it. They need it. So they had, that's why they're being very careful and putting down these revolts, but I, they're going to put them down. They're not going to tolerate it. It's what? 1.4 billion against 7.5 million. Right. You don't have to be, you're not good at math, but that's an easy one to figure but, out. But you know, again, it, this just illustrates Gerald, um, how, how hypocritical America is because we know uh, over here in America, we know how bad that situation is for Hong Kong, but you don't see us running over there with a the blink of an eye. Like we do to Iraq, Iran, and any other country, right? We're not, fighting the war with Hong Kong against China. You know, there's nothing, I mean? they don't have oil. There's right. nothing to steal. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. So you've got the NBA, you know, backtracking on their comments about Hong Kong. And it's just so hypocritical, man. And I'm, I'm so sick of it. Um, I don't, I don't know what to do. Well, that's why we, that's why I launched Occupy Peace because it's so hypocritical. America's the first nation of murder around the world. By their deeds, you shall know them. You like the Iraq war based on lies? Or maybe you like the Afghan war based on BS. Maybe your favorite war was the Libyan war. I don't like that guy, Gaddafi. I want him out of there, says the Nobel Peace of Crap Prize winner, Barack Obama. And after you get him out of there, send the murderers that we got over there and send them over there to get that guy Assad out of Syria. I don't like him. What makes Obama and these other murderers, the Clintons, the Bushes, and on and on. What makes them any different 
I don't like those people in El Paso. I don't like those people in that bar in Dayton. I'm going to kill them. What makes them any different than an Obama or a Bush or a Clinton or the other murderers that support them? Yeah, not at all. Let's talk about here, bringing it back to the states. Um, GM, there's a, there's a strike going on. The UAW's last check actually is going out to the strikers uh, this week. Um, these are all just symptoms of what, like, what, what do you, what is your take on GM and, and this whole strike? Actually, the big three, I think, are really in trouble. I mean, they're, look how they've reduced their um, fleet lineup to just primarily trucks. I mean, why don't we see the, the deterioration of, you know, some of the biggest companies in the United States that used to create wealth for us? What is your take on the UAW? Well, the UAW, I mean, we're going back to the beginning, talking about too big to fail. They yeah. stole our money to bail out General Motors. Mm -hmm. You know, let's not forget that one. And so, no, they're because when people lose everything and have nothing left to lose, they lose it. And they're not living well. They, they're working hard and they want more money. And you're seeing, you know, the, the, the top of the, the heap over there keeps getting all their dough. And it's very important to understand that there's a global slowdown going on and auto sales are slumping around the world. Yeah. You're looking at places like India, nothing to do with a trade war. Auto sales, like a couple of months ago, were down 41% in one month. Wow. Motorcycle sales, yeah. So it's a global slowdown of auto sales. And, and this is just a, uh, another implication of it. Again, it's the big sellout. You know, the sellout was with NAFTA under, under Clinton and the World Trade Organization. People forget that there were big rally, uh, Battle of Seattle back in the late 90s against the uh, World Trade Association. And, but it got pushed out of the news because they had those, as they do everywhere, the agents provocateurs smashing up a couple of windows, burning a car here and there. Mm -hmm. And that's what they focused the whole revolt on. But right. there were hundreds of thousands of people taking to the streets. It's all forgotten now. They sold us out. They sold us out to the Nikes, the Apples, the Levi's, and everybody else that buys product from slave labor and brings it back here. Man, so, you know, speaking of labor, you know, is the trend in human capital um, lower? Do we, do we need less and less humans? Uh, I mean, we can particularly just focus on the United States for now, but... It seems like the trend is heading lower as far as we don't need as many people working because technology is eliminating many of these jobs. Um, is that the is that the case in your in your um, from your vantage point? Absolutely. Again, one of my formulas like why inflation is so low, and I'm not quite talking. I'm talking about the fake inflation numbers, not the real inflation. Right. Right. You know? But right. the fake inflation numbers when you look at product. They're low because of that, I call it the five O's. There's overcapacity, there's overproduction, they're making more than you need. Mm -hmm. And you don't need all the people to make it. Open, uh, open borders, now you could bring stuff from cheap labor companies, countries, and so you're keeping the price down. Overpopulation, more people that you have that could ever have jobs. Mm -hmm. And the last one is online. So you mm -hmm. go buy a lot stuff a lot cheaper online when you when you shop. So that's yep. why inflation's low. Now going back, I'm calling for the greatest depression to happen in 2021. Okay. When you go back 
to the Great Depression, there were 2 billion people on the planet. We've added 5.5 billion people in 90 years. Mm. So you got all these people, and now you have, as you were talking, artificial intelligence, robotics, and on and on and on, more jobs lost, everybody paying with their app, don't need, don't need cashiers pretty soon, on and on and on, all the low-level jobs are going to be lost. You're going to have a refugee migrant crisis the world is so unprepared for. You're seeing it already happening out of South America and out of Africa. There's no jobs, the poverty, mm -hmm. corruption, violence. You're going to stay there? You're going to risk your life? So now you're flooding into other countries. Now you're not going to have a job. You think you got a homeless problem now? Ain't seen anything yet. Right. I was in, man, I was in San Fran last year and I, I came back and did a video. I was there for a, um, a blockchain crypto conference and I came back and I just, I had to do a video, kind of just a candid video about the situation in San Francisco. It is, it is, it, it should be like a national, like state of emergency. It's so bad out there. Homeless people all over the place. They're pissing and shitting and all like all over the place and you've got these tech you know tech workers they're making 150 and up and they're just walking right by them like they don't see them they're so invisible. I have a solution for it and that is we have all this public land and rather than spending all this money by putting homeless in shelters and other places rather than building a shelter put them out in the beautiful country into nature Mm -hmm. and have them do farming and do other kinds of work so they can have some kind of self-respect, put them in a beautiful environment, give them decent housing. If you want to live out in your tent, you're in the country. You could do that as well. But guess what? There's no money to be made off that solution, though, Gerald. Well, that's that, again, that's my <laughs> solution. And the yeah. only people that will stop it are the slimers that are, that are benefiting from it, moronic right. politicians. Right. Yeah, I agree. I totally agree. Um, and so... Um, you, you, that's I mentioned one of this, your... by, by the way, I mentioned this because this is going to be a huge issue. Mm -hmm. We're writing a lot about this. There's going to be homeless in a town near you, hot or cold. I don't care what big or small town. It's not mm -hmm. going to make a difference. It's going to happen everywhere as this greatest depression hits and, and the global economy really starts to collapse. I agree. So tell us a little bit more about this uh, 2021 prediction about the next uh, Great Depression. Um, I kind of cut you off on that. Well, because what's going to happen is that we were talking earlier about the mobster, uh, the banksters. I mean, all they are are giving, mon you know, they're giving monetary fixes to their, their drug dealers, their money drug dealers. They're giving the fixes to the, to, the, to the Wall Street mob. And they need cheap money. So the game is going to run out at some time. Even you have the IMF talking about it. You have the World Trade Organization. Everyone knows that this game is going to run out at some point. That's why they're asking for more fiscal stimulus. In other words, countries should go deeper in debt, spend more stupid money so this thing doesn't collapse. But that's going to run out. And going back to China, China has a $40 trillion debt level. They have a debt-to-GDP ratio of 300. America's is under 100. So they're in, they're in deep trouble too. So everybody's going to do all they can, and China's trying to hold back on more stimulus but their economy's slowing down. So they're trying to do it through fiscal stimulus and not monetary stimulus, but that's not working either. As you pointed out, they have their ghost cities, 
You're also starting to look at real estate prices declining and the infrastructure is how much are they going to keep doing? So China's, they're all, everybody's going to be in a jam on this. And so going back to cryptos and gold, mm -hmm. people are looking for alternatives to the fiat currencies being printed on nothing, backed by nothing, and printed into the trillions. So I believe gold prices and crypto prices are going to remain strong. Yeah, I do too. I think gold is going to do well. I think uh, I think cryptos will probably, well, it has and will continue to outperform gold and, and everything. But it's, you know, cryptos, and I was talking to someone the other day about this. Uh, for the longest, I, I always viewed crypto as a hedge against traditional assets. But now I'm seeing, like, there's no negative correlation. It's some days you'll have Bitcoin go up with the stock market and and Bitcoin go down with the stock market as well. So there's no, it's not a it's not a flight to um to safety yet. Bitcoin is, and I think gold still is, and will be. But the volatility there with with cryptos and stuff, I think uh, you can if you can take advantage of it, you'll do pretty well. Uh, well, what are your, mm, well the ahead. thing is though, you see, there are the people that don't want to buy gold, don't want to buy crypto, uh, don't want to buy silver. Mm -hmm. And they're buying crypto. Yeah. And and it's an that's it's me. easier that's me. and yeah. it's an easier buy. Yep. So that's why I'm saying it's also I also see it as an alternative. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Particularly when your currencies are collapsing. If you live in Venezuela, maybe go to Argentina. Hey, how about Zimbabwe? Huh? Maybe that's your way. So yeah. what I'm saying is the people that aren't going to buy gold aren't going to buy silver. They're going to buy crypto. Yeah, and that's probably like my generation you know uh, millennials probably are more into buying cryptos uh than than maybe buying physical precious metals but yes. but i think both are, are very necessary yep. you know i think both are very necessary um so you know you made the mention about like having a lot of the homeless people kind of go out into the country land i think that's a great idea what are your thoughts about ubi universal basic income is that a yeah. is that a solution no. Okay. Not, not to me. No. Okay. Yeah. You, okay. Why you, not? You, well, you know, you, 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 you think I work very hard to to get what I have. Mm -hmm. Nobody, you know, I, I, I want you know income for people that that really need it. That uh, you know have maybe physical or mental uh, issues. I guess. I guess my question, Gerald, is not not. I agree. I agree with you. I don't necessarily believe in the philosophy of it but i guess my question is will we attempt it in in a you well, know they'll I mean? attempt like, it and if yeah. they attempt it it'll come out to pennies mm. it won't go mm. anywhere yeah you know people to me should be understanding regardless of who wins matter of fact we're forecast we were the first magazine the trends journal to forecast trump a winner in may of 2016 i think trump's gonna win again actually that's so do we yeah, yeah, because they're not going to win these issues that we're talking about in swing states. And that's what the elections are based on, swing states. Listen, so, I've never seen a political party as horrible as the Democrats I've seen since 2016. I mean, it's just it's the worst thing I've ever seen in, well, in, in my young, young years. Well, again, you know, the, 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 the point that I really want to make, though, regardless of who gets elected, Oh, it's the same issue. Yeah, yeah. You got you, all they are are the leader of the gang. Mm -hmm. They're murderous thieves. Mm -hmm. 
by their deeds. They're murderous thieves. All you do is have another gang leader of the Bloods and the Crips. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, I agree. I agree. So, it's who's your favorite gang leader? Who's your favorite lowlife that wants to run the gang? The murderous, thieving gang. Who's your favorite one? So, to me, they're both useless. Yeah. For any to eat. When I say useless, useless in the sense of bringing us up to higher levels. Right. But could they, even, like, even if we got someone like an independent um, person to come in there, um, a Ron, let's say we had a new Ron Paul or something like that. It's so bad, Gerald. Yeah. Can he, he couldn't, like, no one can, I think we just have to go through it. It's just, it's just a natural We need cycle. a new system. We need a, every right. country, every country, countries all over the world are throwing out established political parties and bringing in new ones, except the United States, mm -hmm. whether true. it's France, whether it's, Very I mean, Macron true. was a new party, uh, yep, uh, the ADA, AFD party in, in Germany, the Greece, uh, Freedom right? Party in Austria, the uh, Cinque Stelle, the Five Star Movement in, in Italy, yep. one after another. In mm -hmm. America, the Dumbo Craps and the Repulsivkins. So um, it's been a pleasure having you on. I definitely want to have you back on in the future. What are your uh, last thoughts on what's going on in, 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 you know, in the world right now? And what are, like, give us some solutions or some positive outcomes that you see from this, maybe even after the, the, the next depression. Like, the, only, I, the only positive outcome I see in, in the system is direct democracy. What do you mean by that? Help, help us out. Well, Switzerland, one of the richest countries in the world, haven't been mm -hmm. in a war since 1850s, mm -hmm. a lot of wars around them. The people vote. You don't know who the president is. You don't know who the parliament is. The people vote on the major issues. You want to go to war, let the people vote. You want those tax cuts, let the people vote. You're in the crypto business. Mm -hmm. You may have heard this thing called blockchain technology. Maybe. Just, just may <laughs> maybe. Maybe. Right? I call it blockchain democracy. Yeah. We should be able to be voting online. I don't want to hear the crap spewing out of some jerk's mouth mm -hmm. that it could be hacked. It could be hacked. Oh, yeah. Like the shit systems that we have now aren't exactly. hacked. Were they still counting the midterm elections from 2018? Mm -hmm. You know, this is the 21st century. To be going to polling places and waiting online. Grow so, up. It's on purpose, Gerald. It's that's, on that's purpose. That's what I'm saying. I want blockchain democracy. How do we move? I, I agree with you. And, and really, you How know, do you I, do it? You do it with the group that you're involved in. You do it with all of those people. And you start putting it together with other people. Yeah, Andreas and Antonopoulos. On it. It's up to the individual. We talk about all the riots going on around the world. No leaders. Who's mm -hmm. the leader of the one in Hong Kong? Hey, how about the one in Catalonia? Who's that leader? Oh, no, maybe the one you mean in Chile. Who's the leader? Who's the one in Bolivia? Who's the one in Colombia? Who are the leaders? Mm -hmm. It's the people. It's right. the individuals. And that's the only thing that will change it. It does not take a majority to prevail, but rather an irate, tireless minority, keen on setting brush fires of freedom, in the minds of men, Samuel Adams. 
It's up to the individual. There you have it. Gerald Salente, guys. I'm definitely going to have him on again. Make sure you guys comment below about this interview. He's brought up some excellent points. And uh, I think uh, we definitely need to look into the blockchain for voting. That was something that, you know, uh, Andreas Antonopoulos talked about as a key, um, you know, technology that we could really grasp from blockchain. So I hope that's something that we end up doing. Gerald Salente, uh, thanks again, guys. Make sure you visit his website, too. Trends yeah. Journal. TrendsJournal.com. There's no magazine like it in the world. And if there is, let me know. Yeah, I've got a subscription here. I'm, I'm checking it out. The latest, uh, latest one now. So it's very good. Thank you, so guys. Uh, check it out. It's your boy Crypto Blood. And that's another kick in the session. I'll see you guys later. Ha!